All right. You know what it is. You know who it is. We're back. We got another episode of the Fight Cast, episode 21. Had a lot of stuff happen this weekend. We had the heavyweight championship for UFC. Francis Ngannou might be the scariest person on the planet. And uh, we had some good fights from Sean O'Malley, which I'm going to talk about in a second. And uh, we had a boxing, we had a fight in boxing. We had uh, Pavakin versus White two which uh was a good fight and uh let jake break that down and we'll talk about all this stuff talk about some news and we will go from there so we'll get started with this past weekend for ufc 260 we had uh, a bunch of good fights i I thought it was a really good card overall and uh i'll start at the bottom for the fights that i picked i was uh one and two another bad weekend but i did say i wanted Ngannou to win I was picking Stipe because I thought he would win, but I 100% wanted Ngannou to win. And uh, O'Malley versus Almeida. So Sean O'Malley and Almeida fought. And Sean O'Malley looked probably like the best striker in the division uh, Saturday night. And he was coming off that fluke loss that I think was a fluke loss. Um, a lot of people think he he did lose a fight, but he broke his foot in the fight. And that was like the second time it's happened. And then he got hit and he got, they stopped the fight. Um, I do think had he not broken his foot, he would have beat Cheeto Vera handily. And I think he was winning that fight before that happened. And Cheeto Vera ended up going on to lose his next fight. So again, I think that was just like a little fluke, but uh, Sean O'Malley came out with a purpose tonight on Saturday night and he showed it and he, you know, he could have, you know, he had some, fuck ups and he had a a couple mistakes that he made in terms of the first round when he hit Almeida with a clean kick and a clean straight and dropped him and he could have ended the fight right there but he tried to do a walk-off like he tried to just hit him and dropped him and he tried to walk away and then the ref didn't stop the fight so he came back but at that point Almeida got back up and he, he lasted the whole three rounds. And that dude, Almeida, has got a fucking chin on him. He was taking some hits. He was taking kicks. He was taking everything. And uh, and I think O'Malley, honestly, I, he, he, looked 100%, he looked 100% healthy. I, I think he was firing on all cylinders. And if that's how he's going to be, he is a scary dude. And uh, he's going to beat whoever walks in his path. Uh, I don't know anybody right now, at least, that, can, that I would put in front of him and that would uh, – in his division that would give him a problem. He's big for his division. He's, he's long. He's uh, he's got everything you want kicks. He faints extremely well and his faints give him a lot of opportunity because he can read you and give you a faint and give you a kick and give you the hooks or give you the, you know, the step backs. And he, he just does everything well. And he's, I think after Saturday night, he became one of my favorite fighters just watching him, watching him fight overall and like his potential coming up, you know, obviously he looks like a goon with his hair his hair is like yellow and blue, which kind of sucks, but um, he, he's a great fighter. I'm excited to keep watching him. I was excited before to keep watching him, but after Saturday uh, he, he really showed up and I, it was, it, it was one of those things where, you know, looking at him from his last fight into this one was what's going to happen when he comes out. Is he going to, you know, is he going to be better? Is he going to be there? Or is he going to be worried about that? And even after the fight, he was, you know, he was saying he's 13 and oh, he's been on this thing the whole time that he didn't lose that last fight. It was just a fluke. So, but he is 12 and he is 12 and one now or 13 and one. 
Oh no, he's twelve and one. He's twelve and one now. And uh, whatever happens with him next, they're talking about Dominic Cruz. I think he washes Dominic Cruz. I think he would sit Dominic Cruz down in like the first round. I know Dominic Cruz is good, but he's a lot older, and he he's you know he was on the prelims his last fight, which I didn't even realize until the, the night of the the last UFC card. But I don't I don't think he stands a chance against O'Malley. Uh, I think just O'Malley's got power and he's, he's kicks are his kicks are fucking insane. Like they're just out of nowhere, spin kicks. He's fast. He, he can give you any type of kick. So like I said, I'm excited to see him. I, I think he, he showed out and I uh, like he should have a while uh, his last fight, but you know, uh, he's on track now and I think he's going to, he's going to be there for a long time and he's going to be a, f- a future champion. Next fight. We had uh, Tyron Woodley versus Vicente Luque. Uh, Woodley is Dunzo. He got washed. Um, he looked really good coming out. He was throwing the only thing was he was throwing bombs. Like he wasn't even like he was not trying to waste time. He was literally just throwing haymakers. And he connected on one and he wobbled Luque. And then Vicente Luque just came back and hit Woodley with a clean left, and he was done. It was like he was on. He was on empty legs. The legs were just wobbling. He was just standing there, just throwing whatever he could to stay alive. Uh, Luke got him down, hit him with a, I think it was a Darce. I think he got him with a Darce choke. And uh, that so, was, yeah. it just, it just wasn't, it wasn't good. I don't know what's going to happen with Woodley now. Uh, this, like I, I said last week, I thought he, he definitely came out with the intentions of what I thought he was going to, which was if he doesn't win, this is going to be his last fight. And I hadn't seen Woodley come out like he did on Saturday since like the, the first time he won the belt and like, and he came out fast. He came out hard. He kept, he came out throwing punches, wasn't waiting for the other person to do anything. And he looked good. And then he just got caught. That was it. And then as soon as he got caught, it was just, it was, it was bad. Like it was a bad one. He got caught and he was just, his legs were just Bambi legs. And then he got hit a couple more times. He got taken down and that was a fight. So for him, you know, it, it's a question of is the UFC going to keep him at this point? He's on a four-fight losing streak. You know, the thing with him before was he lost to champions. You know, he lost to Colby Covington. He lost to Usman. He lost to Burns. Like, those aren't bums that he's losing to. But Vicente Luque is not a top he, – he's a good fighter, but he's not in that upper echelon. And to lose to him in the fashion that he did just kind of shows where Woodley's at right now. And it sucks because he was – he was a monster when he won his, his title. And uh, he was, you know, he's just one of those fighters that was top of, you know, he was, he, he was t- the head of the division until all of this happened. So, but anyways, whatever happens with Woodley next UFC, if he, they cut him, you know, there's always Bellator for an opportunity. Um, he could, you know, kind of, well, we'll talk about a little bit. This Anderson Silva, he could get into some boxing if he wanted to, but um, we'll see what happens. It sucks, but Woodley's done. Vicente Luque called out Nate Diaz, but Nate Diaz has already got his next fight, which we'll, again, we'll talk about in a couple of minutes. But yeah, so on to the heavyweight, Miocic and Ganu. So this fight, and I think I said this last week, I don't remember if I said this, but this fight was going to be decided by whether Nganu got better at defending the takedown and if he got better at his wrestling defense. Because what, what happened last time, Stipe came out, he was significantly, you know, 
better all around. And Gano was just throwing haymakers. He definitely wasn't looking to get out of that first round. And you can see that with as soon as Nganu got on the fence in the first fight after the first round ended, he looked like someone just like killed his entire family right in front of him. And he was just looked confused and scared. And he came back out. He lasted all five rounds, but he got dominated. And this first round of the second fight was a completely different Nganu. He came out controlled. He was throwing kicks. He was throwing, he was checking kicks. He was using the jab. He was, you know, it, it was, it wasn't the cleanest, uh, punching, but you know, he is strong enough and big enough where I, I guess for him, it doesn't really matter with the four ounce gloves. So that first takedown that Stipe attempted and Ganu stuffed it. And right from then I was like, Oh, that's it. I, I knew it was going to, I knew it was going to end from that point, And I knew Ngannou was going to win because unless Stipe, he, and he didn't, I don't know what happened. He didn't go for another takedown after that. And I think he felt the power of Ngannou like blocking that and he was like oh fuck like I don't know what I'm gonna do so Ngannou blocked that first one he dropped him with a jab and then Stipe got out of it got back up and there was a quick little exchange before Stipe actually got knocked out and he while he definitely caught Ngannou with a left and he wobbled him a little bit but fucking Stipe just left his head open and soon as fucking Ngannou connected it was it was done like there was, he wasn't coming back. He had one of the nastiest little falls I've seen. I'm glad his knee was all right. Cause he fucking collapsed on his back knee and like folded like a chair. And it was, it was not good, but Nganu, uh, he, he looked like a scary dude. If he's in control, he was calm. He was collected. He was making sure his kicks were in the right spots. He was using all of his tools. You know, he had the takedown defense, uh, he was, he looked to be a little bit winded after the first round, even in the first round, he was breathing through his mouth a little bit and that worried me, but he got out of the round. He knocked out Stipe. And that was the question. That was my other question was, would Stipe be able to handle the, the, the power of Nganu this time around? He's a little bit older. It's not so much that like, as soon as you get older, you're not going to be able to take the, the punches, but there's there's only so many punches from Francis and Gano you can take and still be standing. And this one was just clean. He caught him. And that was, that was the night. And I think Stipe, I think Stipe is unfortunately going to be the odd man out here. Uh, and it, which sucks because he should get a third fight with Nganu, but there's a couple bigger fights that I think people want to see one being John Jones and the other being Derek Lewis as Derek Lewis has come up and he was, Derek Lewis was the last guy to beat in Ganu and in that one of the worst fucking fights I've ever seen in my life would literally they threw like 17 punches each. It was, it was terrible. And uh, so it's, it, and from what I'm seeing, John Jones or Derek Lewis are going to be his next fight. Uh, I, I would love to see them run it back with Stipe again. I, I I think with this, seeing this, I don't know that Stipe does stand a chance at the moment, uh, um, you know, unless he changes his game and he knows he can get Nganu down. But I don't know that, you know, with the way he fought last time, he's, he's or this Saturday that he's going to be able to get that chance. And I really want to see Nganu versus John Jones. And that's why I wanted Nganu to win. That was my main reason was because I, I think that John Jones versus Stipe isn't a, I think it's a good fight, but I think John Jones would whoop Steve A. And I think that Nganu has the intangible of power 
and he's just a lot bigger and stronger than John Jones to actually put up a better fight at this point. But John Jones is talking pretty reckless and he wants a lot of money. And I don't know that they're going to give it to him. He said today that uh, he wants like, he said they offered him like eight to 10 million. And he's like, that's not nearly enough. I'm not taking that to fight uh, Ngannou. And I, th- I think he's being smart in negotiation, but um, I-, I think that they're going to make this fight regard- happen regardless. Something's going to happen for it. Um, I think it'll be, I think Ngannou and John Jones will be on par in terms of hype and like build up to Connor and Khabib. I don't know that it'll be as big as that fight, but I think it'll be very close because the heavyweights, they're big dudes. Ngannou's really come along as like the star in the UFC because of his story. And he's just a freak human. What are you going to say? But like, let's be honest, man. Do you really think that, as powerful and as intimidating as Ngannou is that he is skilled enough to fuck with Ngannou. I don't, I don't, but I think that he puts up a better fight. Um, and I think they're, I think John Jones has gotten hit a lot in his last couple fights, uh, especially against Dominic Reyes. And I, I think that there is a bigger chance that Ngannou catches John Jones and could sleep him as opposed to like, Stipe is not better than John Jones at anything. And like, they're just roughly now about the same size, but John Jones is going to be a little bit bigger. Probably when he steps in, he's a better grappler. He's a better striker. He's a bigger person, you know? So like, I don't see that fight being better, but I see this Nganu. I don't see the Nganu John Jones fight. I see it being the same as it was against Stipe. The first one, except John Jones is going to finish all the stuff that he can on Nganu. You know what I mean? Like Stipe could take him down, but John Jones will finish on the ground where I don't think Stipe had the ability to finish on the ground against Ngannou because you know Ngannou's a big dude but it looked like Stipe got him down on the ground and just couldn't finish the last fight and I think John Jones his ground and pound is like you know that's one of his best things is like he'll get you on the ground and he'll smash your face with elbows and then he could submit you if he needs to so like I don't know that Ngannou stands a chance I don't think either of them stand a chance against John Jones it's just that if Ngannou is calm like he was in this fight, I think it actually will be a good fight between the two, but I still think John Jones wins. Uh, and I, it would, you know, I think Ngannou's at a point right now that, you know, he needs to, like, like I said, and it's the same thing with Derek Lewis. I think if him and Derek Lewis fighting in, I, I think that, you know, Derek, there's a good chance that Derek Lewis could knock out Ngannou. They're the same fighter. They're just like these big dudes who just throw heavy handed punches and, you know, Derek Lewis shows time and time again, he somehow wins, you know, he somehow wins against these dudes that he has no business winning against. And, uh, but yeah, so I, I think, you know, I think that John Jones beats him. And if, if that fight gets announced, I'll break it down even more, but it was, a, it was a good weekend. It was an exciting weekend. There was a lot to be, uh, it was one of the best cards I've seen in a while in terms of the fight, like that actually pulled through with the fights. O'Malley looks good. You know, Woodley, fell off but it was a good fight in general and then Nganu and Miocic uh, definitely delivered um but yeah so Nganu you know he's literally the scariest man on the planet if he's calm uh, at least scary looking but I still think John Jones takes him out uh as as for this weekend uh the fight that I was looking forward to got didn't get canceled but the fight got uh held off Darren Till broke his collarbone or something so he ended up 
being in a position where he had to get taken out of the fight. So Vittori's still on. Apparently, they asked Kevin Holland. I, I haven't seen if it's been confirmed yet. To Kevin Holland fought two weeks ago against Derek Brunson and lost. So I'm, you know, I'm not a fan of Holland at the moment. I think he needs to really. I, I, I don't. I don't think after his last fight he deserves an opportunity like that because if he comes in somehow and beats Vittori, he's going to be calling for the. I, I don't know that he should, but he might may start calling for the belt against Izzy. And like they, it might be a hard fight to turn down because him and Izzy have had a lot of um, back and forth in the last couple of weeks. Izzy actually lost his BMW sponsorship because he told Kevin Holland he was going to rape him on Instagram, and BMW dropped him. <laughs> so you know, um, you know, obviously rape's not a joke, but the Izzy didn't mean it in that way, and he lost his sponsorship because of it. it rape is a joke. I mean, it's funny. When a grown man says to another grown man, and they're both fighters, yeah, rape you. We all know that he doesn't mean that I'm going to forcibly have sex with you. They, like yeah. we all know that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, let's all grow up. Come on, yeah. BMW, you grow the fuck up. Yeah. So BMW, BMW dropped him. As he said, he didn't really care, but it was just one of those things. Um, but I think he would. I think he would destroy Holland. I think if you know if Vittori does oh, win yeah. this fight. Dude, I think, sucks, bro. Yeah. I, I watched a little more of him after. after yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. He sucks, bro. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's he's just a he's just a lanky dude who just like for the past you know last year he just had his it was his year I don't know you know he just had a lot of good moments but Vittori I love Vittori he's one of my favorite fighters too the Italian stallion and uh, I think he's gonna win this fight handily um, with Till being out I was really looking forward to see Till because Till has been that dude that's like been on the up and coming, but he's been out in the last couple of years and some freak stuff that's happened and like injuries and whatnot. But uh, you know, we'll see what happens with Vittori. I'm hoping that Till gets another chance soon. I don't know how bad the broken collarbone is. I don't know if it was something that like just happened or has been happening. And he kind of like pulled out last second because of it, but uh, whatever happens there, we'll see. So I'm going to go with Vittori. I'm going to go with a second round KO. I think he's going to knock Kevin Holland out because he's got power and the one thing that Brunson doesn't have that I think Vittori has right now is that Vittori is right on the edge again of like getting that title shot. And this dude is a brawler. Like he is a good fight to watch and uh, he's a tough dude. I, I, you know, I think he's going to, I think he'll end the fight in the second round um, that he's not much of a grappler either. Uh, he, he can, he can have, he can get the takedowns. And I think after, if he fights Holland, he's going to see what Brunson did. And I think he's going to be more violent on the ground with, uh, with Holland. I could definitely see this fight being a repeat of Brunson versus uh, Holland, but Vittori is more of a striker. So I, I see this being a little bit more exciting and I see Vittori catching Holland and uh, putting an end to this dude because he doesn't deserve to be in the ring after the last couple of interviews I've seen of him and the last things that I've heard. Um, UFC news. We got uh, a couple cool, good fights that have been announced. Nate Diaz is back against Leon Edwards. Uh, Leon Edwards just fought a couple weeks ago against Bilal Muhammad, um, the whole eye poke situation. Um, so he's clean. He was, he was ready to go. Uh, May 15th, he's going to be fighting Nate Diaz. I'm super excited to see Nate Diaz back in the ring. I think Nate Diaz is going to win this fight. But Leon Edwards is 9-0 uh, and in his last fights, not counting the last fight that uh, he just had against Bilal Muhammad. Um, I think Nate Diaz is just a hard dude to put down. And I think if he gets him on the ground, he's going to, he's going to win. So I'm going to go, uh, uh, well, we'll break that down, but Nate Diaz, 
Leon Edwards, May 15th. Um, Tony Ferguson versus Ben Dariush is going to be announced for May 15th as well, I believe. I think it's going to be on the same card. And I think that's the um, the Chandler, Chandler Oliveira lightweight fight. Um, I don't know if I said this last week, but Connor and Dustin is looking like it's going to be July 10th. Uh, I think they're trying to figure out where exactly it's going to be on July 10th. But uh, I'm definitely excited. Looking forward to that. I should. Yeah, that's good. That's, good. that's going to be a barn burn, man. I see Connor's posting pictures already back in camp, yeah. riding his bike at the beach, totally ready to get back into, into a fight, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm excited because uh, I should be down there for Dustin's camp, so I should be able to see the, the tail end of Dustin's camp oh, before yeah. he gets the fight. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see all that stuff. Um, I haven't told anybody yet. I probably shouldn't have said that, but whatever. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, cool. So we'll get into the boxing stuff. We got uh, Pavel Ken and White. Let Jake break down that fight. Yeah. So first, uh, let me just say that both of the uh, legends' sons won. Uh, Kasazu's son, Tim. Oh, yeah. Okay. This fight, uh, I think a decision. I didn't get to see any of it. I don't know what it was shown on. I know the fight was in Australia. Um, I would have rather seen that than than. Uh, um, Caleb had Ricky Hatton's son fight because that was not it was not pretty. Uh, but Tim Zhu won won a decision. Um, I think it was a decision. Um, Caleb Hatton um, or Campbell Hatton. I'm sorry, I don't know why I called him Caleb. Campbell Hatton. Um, they put him in here in there with a dude that was 0 and 10. 0 and right? 10. The dude was 0 and 10, <laughs> but he had never been knocked out. So that just tells <laughs> 0 and 11 with one <laughs> rounds and rounds of beatings. So he, he's tough. Um, it, it was really hard to like um, adequately analyze Hatton's performance. Um, one, because it was his pro debut, you're excited and a little uh, reckless in your pro debut, usually anyway, and you're fighting bums. Um, and because you're so reckless and excited, you, you do things that would get you hurt against seasoned veterans. So it's hard to tell if like decisions, like certain shots he, he was shooting were the right ones. Um, but I can tell you that he looked, he looked pretty quick. His hands looked pretty fast. Um, his, um, his, his, his body work looked fucking great. Like he, he was throwing some killer shots to the body. My opinion, he needs to get a little bit lower and he needs to bend his knees a little bit because he, he, he um, looked like he was a couple inches taller than his opponent. Um, so he was throwing body shots from an upright position, which was taking some steam off of it. Or maybe he would have, he got him out of there earlier because he hurt him a couple of times uh, with some lefts to the body. Um, but you could see it was only a four round fight and that the end of the second round hadn't looked like he blew his load already. You know what I mean, yeah. again, you could tell the excitement was getting him. You could tell he was tense. He was not loose. Um, and the other thing is he was at times moving his head well, defending well, but he wasn't doing it in the fire. So what I mean is that he was separating his offensive attack from his defensive maneuvering, right? It was either or. It was either he was standing on the outside doing all this head movement and footwork or just on the attack. So there was no chance for him. He didn't really 
give himself the opportunity to counter at all. Um, if he had, he, pr- he probably could have got the guy out there. Cause like I said, he hurt him a couple of times with, with some body shots. Um, so overall, it, and the other thing is had Campbell hadn't, uh, I guess is very little, uh, amateur experience. So he, he's got a pro debut and is basically just been working in the gym, having a pro as a dad, you know, taking in all that knowledge, but the actual experience in the ring is not there. And you could definitely fucking tell. Um, but again, physically, it looks like he has the skills to be pretty good. Um, depending on how slowly they take his career, um, you know, it looks like he, he could, he could be something. Um, he did, he did hurt this guy right at the end of the fight. I think there was less than a minute left in the fourth round and he caught him. Was it only a four round fight? Yeah. Yeah. Usually, Um, usually pro debuts, early fights are four rounds and it goes yeah um unless you're Lomachenko and you have 400 amateur fights then you come out and fight 12 round championship fights in your second fight <laughs> but um um yeah so there was less than a minute left uh hadn't hit him with a one of those lefts to the body and that dude like dug his elbow like right into his hip and just walked straight back um but then Hatton was too tired to finish him off um because I think that was a shot. He probably could have finished him off if it, had he picked his shots better. Um, so it was interesting to see. Um, and oh, the other thing is that the, one of the most important things, the, the mindset, the spirit of a fighter, it definitely looks like that's there. It definitely doesn't, he doesn't come, he doesn't strike me as um, the, the rich son of a boxing legend in the way that he fights. Yeah. Um, I think like maybe you could look at him like, Oh, he just thought he was going to get, go in there and walk through this guy. But I mean, most guys that are any good think that in their first couple fights anyway, because they know they're going against bums. Like it's, we all know that the, the fighters themselves know that. Um, so it looked like he was, he's a scrappy kid. I mean, you kind of expect that from English dudes anyway. Like they're, that's what they do. You know what I mean, they're scrappy. So it looks it was a promising uh, debut for him, I think, overall. Um, Good. Um, and how then, old is he? Huh? How old is he? 20. Okay. Um, yeah, he still got plenty of time to get that experience in. Um, then uh, Pavekin and, and White, it was – so I, I picked Pavekin in the fifth, um, and it ended up being White in the fifth. Or was okay. it the fourth? It was the fourth or fifth. But basically what what you expect of a, a heavyweight fight, guys were just clobbering each other. But the difference was that the first time Povetkin got rocked, he didn't really, it didn't look like he recovered from mm-hmm. the first time he got rocked. And the first time he got rocked was like, I think it was at the end of round one. Mm-hmm. Um, he got fucking rocked. And then for the rest of the fight, man, he was like, like standing just out of White's range with his hands up in his stance, but the look on his face was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like they, that's what it looked like on his face. Um, Cause he was not countering well. He was like putting his, he, he was his head down facing the, um, the floor and, and White looked sharp, man. He was accurate. He was landing some really good shots. Big. He landed a lot of big shots. Probably mad about the last time he got dropped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
like overall, it didn't look like it started off looking like what the last fight looked like, but it was just the sharpness of white was there and Povetkin just didn't, I don't think he recovered from the first time he got rocked. I don't know if it was one of those things like kind of like when Ruiz beat Joshua, he got hit on the temple. You could just Mm -hmm. tell like he's not, he's not going to win this fight. He's not recovering from that. Maybe it was one of those situations where it just rocked him so hard. This equilibrium was off and he felt it Mm -hmm. because he didn't didn't look, he was not aggressive. He looked, he looked a little scared after he got rocked for the first time. Like, Oh shit, what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah. Um, and white and white took it to him. He fucking he was knocking him all around that fucking ring, man. So they stopped it. So yeah. Well, I think that uh, when the heavyweights come, it's it's just a lot better when they're swinging for the fences. It's just way yeah. more enjoyable. Yeah, um, and the good the thing the thing was it was because white was so sharp. It didn't look like your typical sloppy, two big fucking flabby heavyweights just throwing shots. Yeah, like yeah. he was sharp. They were landing. They looked good. You know well, I, mean? I, I think that. Uh, Oh, the last few years, like prior to this, you know, by the way, I saw a picture, speaking of heavyweights, I saw a picture. I don't know if it was recent. Tyson Fury's last Instagram post. He looks fucking thin. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know what the hell people no, were we talking, talking about. about that a couple of weeks ago when, yeah. when he was on drinking 12 pints of beer a day. It's like, no, you're not. He looks like the best I've ever seen him look. Yeah, like, he looks great. He looks yeah. great. So, uh, I mean, if he's... If he's looking like that, then Josh was going to have a tough time. But he's going to fucking mop him up. Man. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. But with, uh, I think we've had like in the last, I'd say the last three or four years when Deontay Wilder was like, you know, he was the dude for heavyweight boxing. Every time I saw him fight against somebody, it was just like a sloppy dude in the heavyweight division who just wasn't a good boxer. He was just, or just had his hands up like this and he was just getting boom, boom, hit by Wilder. And that didn't move his head, didn't do anything back. And like, we're starting to see the heavyweights come back with a little bit more skill, a little bit more sharpness and, and actual boxing skill. And it's, you know, it's starting to, to show its head with Fury and Joshua and Ruiz and White and, you know, all these dudes who are, who are big, strong dudes, but they can actually throw punches and move their head. So that's... That's what you want to see in boxing, and hopefully it keeps up. Hopefully we can keep the uh, the momentum going in that direction. Um, but yeah, and then uh, boxing news. We got a couple news things. We got uh, you said Frampton versus Herring this weekend, right? Yeah. Yep. Break that down, that fight down, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about possibility of Pacquiao versus Crawford. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I got to be honest, I don't know. I don't know that much about Jamel Herring. Well, I mean, I know about him, but I, I don't think I've ever actually watched a whole fight of his. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen Carl Frampton fight a number of times. Um, and Carl Frampton is good. He's really good. Um, really fucking tough. I mean, he's an Irish dude, so you, you kind of expect that. Um, he's been in some wars. He's got two losses. Um, one of them was to Santa Cruz in a fucking war. Um, and then the other one was uh, Josh Warrington in a fucking war. Um, uh, Herring has, I believe he's got two losses too. And he actually, one of them, he got knocked out um, one time. Uh, I don't even know the guy. To be honest with you, I, I, looking at the records, like I only know like three names. <laughs> 
three or four names uh, off of the list of uh, Frampton's opponents. Mm-hmm. I don't really know any of the, the ones that I don't know who the fuck Jamal Herring is fighting. I don't, I don't know none of mm-hmm. those guys. So um, based off what I know about Frampton and what I've seen, the little that I've seen of Herring, um, I'm going to take Frampton. And uh, neither of these guys are, are, you know, incredibly powerful. Um, but uh, it seems as though Herring does take more damage than he probably should for being as athletic as he seems. Um, and Frampton is the type of dude that just spends pretty much every second of the fight unloading combinations. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say uh, there is going to be an accumulation of damage and that Frampton will win a late knockout, I'll say ninth round. So I'll say Frampton in the ninth. Okay, cool. I'm down. I'm down to go with it. I think uh, I've heard of Kyle Frampton before. Uh, Jamel Herring I've heard of as well. Um, and I know that, like kind of what you said, it's just kind of like the uh, – <clears throat> they're both good fighters, but uh, I've never – I haven't heard of Jamel's Herring like recently in terms of like having anything great. Um, I'll have to watch a couple of them before the fight. Um, but, yeah, then possibility of uh, Pacquiao versus Terrence Crawford. I, I saw a funny meme earlier. Uh, I put it on my Instagram. Sorry, I don't know if you saw it. But uh, it was Pacquiao in a Nets jersey, and it said he signed with the Brooklyn Nets <laughs> because everybody signed out with the Nets. <laughs> yeah. uh, so funny. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so there's possibility of Pacquiao and Terrence Crawford fighting each other. Uh, that would be a banger to say the least. I think that uh, it's one of the few fights for Crawford right now. I don't know that there's much else out there for him in terms of fighting somebody and Pacquiao has been linked with a couple people uh, yeah. along with Mikey Garcia. I think I said a couple weeks ago, I saw um, Ryan Garcia, obviously. And then, you know, now Terrence Crawford. Um, any other news that you've seen on that? No. Um I just know if they if it does happen, it'll be cool. But it's bad news for Pacquiao. Um, Terence Crawford with the length, the the boxing skill, you know, being fucking like fourteen years younger, uh, it's just it, not good news for Pacquiao. Um, but I'm sure Pacquiao will make it exciting. That's what he does. I mean, he's a fighter through and through, so he'll, he'll make it. Exciting. You think he stands no chance, or you think he's? I don't not- think he stands. I don't think. I don't I don't think he's going to be able to land that. Like his just his arms are too short. He doesn't have the explosion that he did ten years when he was in his mid thirties. He's in mid forties now. Like yeah, he's still athletic. Yeah. But you talk about Crawford with a guy who can who can throw power from pretty much any angle with either hand. Yeah. Um, and he's super smart. His ring IQ is through the fucking roof, and he's got that length on him. I just no, nah, I don't. I don't see Pacquiao standing a chance. He's, he's got he's got that old punch, puncher's chance because he's got yeah. that power. I just don't think he's going to be able to land that shot or enough shots to to do any real damage to to Crawford. Yeah, that's what I think about. Him. Honestly, yeah. I think Crawford's going to box the fucking shit out of him. To be honest with you. Yeah, well, I just say I, I just think of his height and his his size in general. Like I think that like. It's going to be hard for him to get inside. And if he does get inside, it's going to be fucking hard for him because Crawford has both of those abilities. Like he can, yeah. he can beat Pacquiao inside and he's got the length to keep him away. So, well, just think about it. Uh, like when Pacquiao fought Mayweather. Yeah. His whole thing, Pacquiao's whole game is to fucking charge in, 
with a bunch of straight punches and then somewhere in there fucking crack you with one of those hooks or uppercuts. Yeah. Problem is like someone like that's really smart, like Mayweather is like inviting him in, blocking everything, smothering his fucking punches, catching him with little counters and then getting out of there. Yeah. And Bud Crawford is smart enough to do all that, except Bud's a little more aggressive. And stronger. And Crawford, Definitely a little stronger. more power at this point than Mayweather did at that point. And he can do damage. So, yeah. yeah and I think that, uh, I mean, I think it'll be a good fight. I think it would be a, a good build up to a fight, but I think that Pacquiao's, be exciting. Pacquiao's probably got better options in terms of winning. Uh, I don't know that Crawford has better options. He's got better options for his health. Yeah. You know I, mean? I, 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 don't, I don't know that Crawford has better options, though, is the thing. So, no, so, it seems like Errol Spence doesn't really want to fight him. So, Errol Spence would get rocked. Yeah. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there on the Errol Spence train, though. There's a, I mean, you look at, uh, um Instagram man, there's a every time Bud Crawford is is brought up by like top rank or something, there's a lot of haters out there. People like oh, Bud Crawford never fought anybody. Errol Spencer do this and then it's boxing community is is split between them two. Personally, I don't I don't think as good as I think Spence is very 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 good. I just think that Bud Crawford is on he's on that level with like Canelo where like his his uh his ring IQ um, combined with with some of the, his skill set his physical skill set is just a notch above everyone else. Yeah, that's no, what I, I think he's at. That's my personal. So yeah, I, that's it. I don't think. Me, I don't to think me, so. I don't. I don't even think. I don't think it's a question. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't either. I mean, and I got that's why. And like they were talking about fucking Spence fighting Canelo too. That's just that's I mean, idiotic. He'll die. Bad news bears for <laughs> bad news bears for him. Um, all right, we got a couple more things. We got, uh, I know probably Jake doesn't want to talk about this too much, but it's news, it's boxing. Uh, Anderson Silva, UFC legend, uh, fighting Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Uh, I think in a couple months. I think it was in May, I think they announced. Is it, that's the date? Yeah. Uh, Find the date because that's pretty much, uh, that'll be the date that uh, Anderson Silva dies. So. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, wait, no, it's June, sorry. June 19th. Um, yeah. so June 19th is what we're going to be reading. I don't really understand it because his last fight, he fought Anderson Silva's last fight. He fought Uriah Hall and Hall is a good striker, not a great striker. He's not very clean and he got fucking whooped. So for him to go into a fully striking match when Anderson Silva's main skills are his kicks and like his ability to kind of like, mix everything up i don't i don't really know what he's doing here um he's gonna get hurt and he he didn't i think jake's serious like he, he may actually get like badly hurt because it's just boxing and i don't know that he has the head movement anymore like he used to and that used to be one of his things was his head movement and then um even when he was doing his head movement he did it too much and got knocked out against chris weidman and like i don't know that he has that right now especially against a dude who's how old is cesar chavez jr I think he's right around 30. I think he still might be, you know, like 29. So I know he's, he's still young. He's still in his prime. And again, yeah, Chavez, so. is not, he's, he's not really that good, but he's a naturally a really fucking big guy. And he's got really heavy hands. And, yeah. you know, if, if Silva doesn't go down and is allowed to stand there and take punishment, <laughs> it really fucking, Chavez could really do damage to him. Like yeah. serious damage. 
Yeah. And I, I you know, again, I, I'm interested to see what the, if they talk about this a little bit more and why he did this, but I, I don't see this ending very well for him. I think this is uh, not the way you want to go out. And a lot of these dudes are turning to these boxing matches for some reason and trying to uh, continue their career yeah, down this path. Boxing, but... boxing exhibitions have become like this thing. Now Oscar De La Hoya is talking about. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, that uh, who the hell were they talking about, Oscar? They were talking about somebody from the UFC. Oh, Tyron Woodley. That's what I, I guess that Tyron Woodley. A boxing match. Oscar De La Hoya even at this stage would fucking beat the fucking shit out of Tyron Woodley. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's what Chael Sonnen said on the show this weekend. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that would happen, but we'll see. It hasn't been announced yet. There's been nothing announced about it. But um, and last but not least, we'll talk about this uh, Askren Paul press conference uh i don't know if you did watch any of it but i saw some jake paul is fucking cringy and he clearly showed and this was so this really showed me the difference between like you know you see this straight line that's like jake paul is just a wannabe and then you know legit fighters ben Askren's not a boxer but he is a seasoned and legit fighter and Jake Paul looked antsy. He looked nervous. He looked scared. He looked, you know, not in control of his emotions up there. And, you know, he He looked like a fucking pill popper. Yeah. That's what he looked like. He He looked like a fucking pill popping millennial that just fucking can't. I don't know what I want to say, but I want to say something. Ah, like he just all jacked up and shit. And, And he thinks that he's doing what is supposed to be done during a fight press conference. Yeah. Because he's stupid. Yep. And he's just talking, talking, talking with nothing to back him up. Just absolute nonsense the entire the entire press conference, trying to insult Ben Askren, trying to say stuff about Ben Askren. Like, really just like, like you said, it was just like, he wasn't listening. He was just saying stuff to say stuff. And like Askren, yeah, Askren called him out a bunch of times. And Askren was like, obviously you took the fight with me because you think I'm not a boxer. Like, obviously you think I'm the easiest opponent. He's like, if I wanted the easiest opponent, I would have wanted Dylan Dennis. And he was like, yeah, we get that. But Dylan Dennis said no. And he was like, yeah, so I didn't choose you. And he was like, you're, you're like, obviously not listening. Like it doesn't make any sense. And then, then yeah. Jake Paul was trying to get in his face and like, and then ask Askren was, I, I liked Askren a lot more after this. Like I, I was not that I didn't like him before, but like, I didn't really, watch him as much and like he was obviously a ufc fighter he lost his last his last fight against masvidal but um he was just like he's just like a, a vet and it's just kind of like that was it like there was nothing more to it he wasn't trying to do too much he wasn't trying to sell the fight he was just being him and he was just being a fucking suburban white guy because I, I, i'll be honest listen someone coming from a place where like i've seen many a street fights and been in many a street fights, right? Mm-hmm. And like the shit talking that is involved. And so when I watch two boxers or two MMA guys talk shit, um, I can tell the difference between real shit talking and shit that's just for show. Yeah. And and the, the guys who have been in fights before, been in real fights. The way that these guys were, t- even Ben Askren, like some of the shit that he was saying, it's like, dude, th- this guy, like it's obviously he's been in fights before. Yeah, but I don't think he's ever been in like a real street fight because the shit talking was the corniest fucking white suburban school bus bullshit that I've well, again, ever. I don't, I don't think, I don't I was, think Askren's yeah. listening to both of them. I was yeah. like, what, what are you saying? Is yeah. it supposed to hurt someone's feelings? What do you? You guys are so awful. Like, yeah. I, I wanted 
Forget who was it? Al Bernstein was the the yeah, the yeah, moderator. Yeah, I wish yeah. he would have got up and just grabbed them both by the neck and smashed their heads together like a fucking cartoon. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so. Al Bernstein must have been dying on the inside. Like, well, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> I want to rub his fucking eyebrows, his brows. He's like, what? Well, you know, I've been calling boxing for for you know almost forty years. What the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. I mean, it was it was just. I you know, hope he got paid a lot of money for having to sit. He probably did. I'm, I'm assuming, but there was a lot. There was a lot that went on behind the scenes. I saw videos of like Jake Paul was like basically just harassing Ben Askren and just he had like a group of 17 people and he went yeah, and got in Ben Askren's face because he thinks and, that that is tough guy shit yeah. and that's not tough guy shit. That's fucking that's white kid shit. From yeah. you know, I I I watch a lot of rap videos and I watch a lot of documentaries about about, about dudes in the hood. <laughs> I think this is what you do. I mean, I think this is what tough guys do, yep. and it's it's not. It's not, it, like it, it it comes off as so fucking fake. I mean, you could tell that everything that Jake Paul does is manufactured to please a bunch of fucking teenagers on Instagram. Like yeah. that's his whole thing. And then from Ben Askren, it's like, yeah, I've been in fights before, but I, I don't like like this is new to me. This this whole shit talking thing because yeah. I come from a place where. Okay, the matches are set up and you go in and, and you fight. And now it's like, I have to defend myself in a different way. And I don't know how to do that. And it's yeah. re- it was really fucking hard to watch. Yeah, like no. I said, I don't think, I don't think Askren was going into that. Like looking, he was just more like, you're actually like an idiot. Like he's just kind no, of no, like. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. But my point is that he, no, yeah. when he got to that point, he didn't know how to handle it. Yeah. yeah. He was just like, oh yeah. Like he was saying things that, again, like he didn't, he thought like, okay, this is how I, I counteract this dude's fake toughness with this like season toughness, yeah. but it didn't, it did still didn't come off as tough. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was yeah. just, weird. it was bad. Both of them. And then at the end, then at the end they faced off and Jake Paul said some stuff and Ben Askren just like put his hand in his face yeah. and Jake had the weakest push. And like, and that right there was like one of those things that you're just talking about, like in a re- like a dude who's first off a dude who's been in like a street and I've never been in a street fight, but like I, I've seen enough of these guys and like people who legit like would kill someone and like like for example nate diaz like nate diaz is just the quintessential dude that i think of when i yeah. think of like like dude's probably been in more street fights than than half the world is all he's probably covers 50 percent of the world's street fights but like yeah. that dude if you get that close to him he's not going to let you get that close and then jake paul you know put his fate and it just looked like he had no idea what to do he was just yeah. like i gotta do something like i gotta react in some way and he just pushed him and then hit him with like this little like slap hook to the stomach. And then I saw a video of Jake Paul after on Instagram. He's like, he's like, I wasn't gonna let Askren do. It. I hit him with a nice right hook to the stomach. He's like, he's gonna remember that one. I was like, I fucking hope not, because <laughs> I don't know what the hell that is. But we only got a couple more weeks before this shit's over. Um, it's I think it's April seventeenth, so we got just about three weeks until this is like done with. Um, I think there will probably be one more press conference, but uh, whatever happens, I hope Jake Paul loses. That's all. Um, I don't yeah, think I will. I, I, I also too. I still like. Hey, look at the that press conference. You know, someone I wa- I saw a video on YouTube too. You should check it out. The uh, body language expert. I did. I saw that. Oh, that's funny. I did watch it. it yeah. Popped up on my I recommended. Mean, you don't need to be an expert. Like again, like I've been in enough fights and see, seen enough fights to know that Jake Paul is on. Sk- un- Maybe not scared because again, I think he's too stupid and too arrogant to be scared. Yeah. But definitely nervous and uncomfortable. Well, right. I was listening and to a, yeah. Be an expert, 
to, to know that. Like he, well, he was definitely uncomfortable. I was listening to a breakdown about it and they were talking about this whole situation and like why this is actually different for Jake as opposed to like the other two people he's fought. Obviously the other two weren't fighters. Ben Askren has taken a punch before and knows what to do when he takes a punch. Like he's going to grab, he's going to play dirty. He's going to do stuff like that. Whereas, you know, the other guys like this, the other YouTuber that Jake Paul fought and then Nate Robinson, they don't know what to do when they get hit. So they just came forward and continued to come forward and didn't reset. didn't come back. Didn't like protect themselves. Like this is a different animal. Whereas like Jake Paul was in control with these other fights and like, you know, mentally and physically, like he, you didn't have to be a great boxer to be better than the YouTube kid. And then you didn't have to be a great boxer to be better than Nate Robinson. But with Jake Paul stepping in, he doesn't have control right now. Like the only thing he has control over is that like it's boxing. And I hate the, I cannot stand the way he talks about he, Cause he talks about it as if these MMA guys want to come into boxing and, and box him, but he would never step into the yeah, other he's, world. He's acting like he's some fucking like ambassador or he acts like he's some protector of boxing. Yeah. Like, oh, you want to come in here or not? And I represent boxing. It's, no, no, you don't. No, no, you don't. He had There's one point. Yeah. Boxer in the world that is looking at you like, yeah, man, he represents it. No one gives a fuck. Everyone wants you to lose except for your, your, your teenage fans. They, like, they, those are the only people that want you to win because they yeah. watch Nickelodeon or whatever the fuck you were on when you were a kid. Yeah. No one, no, no real fighter is going, yeah, he's representing boxing. So you don't want him to fucking get knocked out and this. And, and like, like that was one another one of the cringy moments in that press conference. Is like he's like, this is the fight game. Yeah, this I was just about to say that. Yeah. It's like, but the, it, this is not. This is you some no idea. Circus. <laughs> this is some show. This is reality TV. This is not. This is not the fight game. You know what I mean? You you are not a fighter. At, at best, at best, Jake Paul is like a, 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 a middle tier fucking barroom brawler at best the, the fact that he's walking around like oh i'm representing boxing and this is the fight game like he knows anything about fighting bro you, you got coddled into this fight because you got a lot of money you know what i mean yeah. if it the right now with his skill level if he walked into an actual fight gym they wouldn't even allow him to fight some of their amateurs yeah. the children there's children in there that will fuck him up yeah. small children they, what does he weigh? 180 fucking something pounds? Yeah. There's kids in there that are fighting at 135 that are 15, 16 years old. The coaches wouldn't let those kids spar him because they're so much better than him. Yeah. They would they would put him in there with lower level guys to work, to let him work, to get work. Yeah. So, I mean, th- this idea that like he's out there pro boxing, he's representing fighting is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. yeah in I mean, the real world, he gets no fucking respect. At real gyms, no respect. Yeah, I, you know, I got into an argument with some fucking turds on YouTube. This dude talking about, oh, like Mike Tyson said that that he can actually box. So, so you're saying that you know more than Mike Tyson? I was like, bro, Mike Tyson is in the entertainment industry now, and that's what you do when you want people on your show. You gas up guests. Yeah. I mean, have you ever heard Mike Tyson? Like when those guys get on, some sometimes Mike Tyson will be smoking and get mad and like turn into the old Mike Tyson and talk shit. But outside of that. He, 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 he's part of the entertainment industry. He's going to gas people up. And they're like, oh, like Zab Judah and someone else said they get by. I was like, no. I was like, first of all, any, if, if Mike Tyson was an active boxer right now, whether he, they're in the same division or not, you think Mike Tyson would say anything? For, but Mike Tyson's a boxing historian. Yeah. Mike Tyson knows everything there is to know about boxing, the history of boxing. 
You actually think that fighter Mike Tyson, guy that was trained by Customato, would say that that guy has actual fucking boxing skills? Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, man. And people actually think that. Like, oh, this kid's got some skills. Yeah, all of you fucking guys on, on Instagram that like like his dumb videos and prank videos or whatever the fuck he does are like, yeah, he's actually got skills because you're all fucking white kids from the suburbs that don't know a fucking thing about fighting. It, yeah, it like I said, he, he's just, he hasn't fought anybody. And this is going to be, like, they're going to see. And this is a different, like I said, Ben Askren's not a boxer, but Ben Askren can take a hit and Ben Askren will come forward and he's not going to just sit there. He knows what he's got to do, at least in a fight. Um, so I think it'll be a different situation. I think Jake Paul's going to be, and I'm interested to see Jake Paul again. Now. I don't think he's going to knock Ben out in the first, like, I don't think he's going to be out and knock him out in the first round. Um, you know, I think if he does win, it'll be like later in the fight and um, it'll just be Ben Askren taking too many hits because he literally doesn't move his head. But, yeah. you know, granted he does somewhat move his head. I, I It's going to be scary for Jake Paul to be out, like, does he have the conditioning? Does he actually have like the, the, the wherewithal to be like, all right, I'm in round five. Like I've been fighting for five rounds and Ben Askren's still going to be coming forward. You know? Yeah, maybe this is, I actually had a conversation um, with one of my clients the other day uh, about this. And the, the thing for me is in order for Ben Askren to win based on Jake Paul's lack of conditioning and lack of ring generalship and IQ and, his lack of all the skills that he has, right? That would require Ben Askren to be skilled at boxing yeah. to have enough ring IQ himself. Now, yeah, he's an experienced fighter, but he's not an experienced boxer. So what is his strategy for getting Jake Paul tired and gassing himself out? What is it? Yeah. I don't think that he has enough experience boxing yeah. to ha- come in with a, a fight strategy, a, a game plan that is going to be enough to tire Jake Paul up. And I don't think he has enough physical skill. I don't think he knows how to move his head. I don't, I don't think he knows how to land counters the right way. So, well, I think that that fight experience is going to make it a little rougher for Jake Paul. I just, I don't think Ben, Ben Askren in the end is skilled enough to have a strategy to stay the fuck out of the way of one of those big bombs that Jake Paul is going to end up throwing. It's going to be ugly as fuck, but it's going to end up landing at some point. Yeah. And it's going to knock fucking Ben Askren out. Yeah. As unfortunate as that is, and as much as I don't want to see it, I'd love to see Ben Askren's little fucking, you know, scrawny, flabby, weirdo looking ass knock Jake Paul out. I just, I don't see it realistically happening. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. That'll be happening April 17th. We'll, we'll cover it a little bit more and break it down. I'm sure there's going to be more stuff that comes out about it in another press conference and whatever. Uh, I'll break it down. Yeah, I'll break it down in a little more detail after I see some uh, Ben Askren hitting the mitts with Freddie Roach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I forgot he's been working with Freddie Roach. Uh, we'll see. But uh, if you guys have any questions, let us know. Any comments about the uh, the fights coming up? Your predictions? We'd love to hear it. Um, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.